It was just last summer that Cassidy Hutchinson, a former aide to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, became a star witness in the January 6th committee's hearing. And in her new book, Enough, Hutchinson paints the closing days of the Trump White House as even more chaotic and lawless than described in that shocking testimony. Quote, Cass, if I can get through this job and manage to keep Trump out of jail, I'll have done a good job, Meadows tells her. It's a front row seat to madness. At a mask-free Trump rally during the height of the coronavirus pandemic, former presidential candidate Herman Cain contracts the virus and later dies. We killed Herman Cain, Meadows tells her. But this does not change the White House's mask policy. In fact, during a visit to an N95 manufacturing plant, Hutchinson advises President Trump to remove his mask because his bronzer is smearing it. Time and again. At one point on the 2020 campaign trail, Meadows asks Hutchinson if she would take a bullet for President Trump. Yeah, sure, she responds. But could it be to the leg? I would do anything to get him reelected, Meadows tells her. And after the election, in the wild scramble to overturn its results, Hutchinson says Meadows was constantly burning documents in the chief of staff's fireplace and at one point leaked classified documents to far right-wing media figures. Meadows constantly reassures his boss that he will work to overturn the election that Trump clearly lost. Quote, I was irritated that Mark gave the president false hope, Hutchinson writes. Of course, that's what the president wanted to hear, but he was damaging the country by concocting false rationales. Uh, thank you all very much. This is a theme in the book. Soon to be House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe both expressed concern to Hutchinson about the president erratically acknowledging he lost, then backtracking and saying he didn't. Both men blame Meadows. But it's Trump who is most erratic. After the U.S. Supreme Court refuses to take up the nonsensical lawsuit filed by Texas to overturn states that Biden won, Trump pushes Meadows, quote, why didn't we make more calls? We needed to do more. We can't let this stand, unquote. Trump continues in a statement that could have legal ramifications, quote, I don't want people to know we lost, Mark. This is embarrassing. When multiple lawsuits and attempt to overturn the election do not come to fruition, January 6 becomes the failsafe. Much of Hutchinson's stories about that day were part of her congressional testimony. I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. But in her book, Hutchinson reveals for the first time that she was groped by Rudy Giuliani backstage. Quote, he moves toward me like a wolf closing in on its prey, she writes, saying he put his hand up her skirt. Giuliani denied this happened. But even the horrors of January 6 were not enough for Hutchinson to resign. She stayed on with President Trump through the end of his term and sought to get a job with him post-presidency. The witness will please stand and raise her right hand. When she was called to testify before the January 6th committee, Trump-funded attorney Stefan Passantino told her to, quote, downplay her role as strictly administrative. She was an assistant, nothing more. Passantino says he did not advise her to mislead the committee, and Hutchinson says she was never told to lie to the committee. Quote, I don't want you to perjure yourself, Passantino insisted. Quote, but I don't recall isn't perjury. She says he told her. Another time, Hutchinson says, Passantino tells her, quote, we just want to protect the president. Jobs are dangled and then withdrawn from Hutchinson as she begins to cooperate with the committee. She is ultimately shut out of and then demonized by Trump world altogether. 
the rest, and her courageous testimony is history. Now, a spokesman for Mark Meadows denies the allegations made about him in the book. The spokesman says the burning fireplace was an absurd mischaracterization and not at all what it was about. It had nothing to do with documents. It claims it was newspapers to get the fire going. Uh, Meadows spokesman also denies leaking classified documents to these right-wing media figures. He calls that a completely ridiculous mis mischaracterization. He says the documents were declassified in regards to the We Killed Herman Cain comment. Meadows spokesperson says it is offensive to suggest that this was Meadows' initial reaction and that in the days after Cain's death, he was, quote, expressing exasperation that the media would blame the president for Mr. Cain's death very different, unquote. So that's the responses or response, multiple responses. But, Jake, you say this book solves one of the big mysteries in Trump world. What is it? Well, we now know who told the committee all that information uh, between Cassidy Hutchinson's second deposition and third deposition, when she began disclosing so much more information, even though she still had that lawyer funded by Trump World who kept telling her to keep saying, I don't recall, I don't recall. The answer is hinted at in the book, but never truly spelled out. But if you read between the lines, Cassidy Hutchinson and former Trump communications director and CNN contributor Alyssa Farah come up with a plan where Hutchinson tells Alyssa Farah everything she knows, and Farah then tells Congresswoman Liz Cheney what to ask Cassidy about in that third deposition, and that ultimately is how the truth finally got out.